The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. You want answers? You can't handle the truth. This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. On this podcast episode, I'm going to continue my thoughts on the degradation of America. I received quite a few comments on the subject and decided to go deeper into the problems and answer some of the questions that were sent in to me. Stick around for this podcast episode as I get into part two on the degradation of America. This podcast episode, I wanted to get a little bit farther into a podcast I did a few weeks ago on the degradation of America. And I wanted to kind of continue that conversation, one, because I, I did get quite a few questions that came in on the subject and comments, and also just simply because it is a conversation that can't be answered in, in just a little bit of time. But just some of my additional thoughts on some of the problems that are occurring And I'm sure you've taken notice that a lot of them are politically motivated, but there there really is a, a decline in America due to one politics, um, but also economically. And the economic part of the decline is simply due to the fact that there really is no free market in a sense anymore in America. To make up a free market, you really need to have a lot of decisions made on on property and things like contracts, bankruptcy, monopolies. The problem with this is there needs to be an enforcement to have a free market. The government is the one that's supposedly in charge to do that. And the problem is they're not doing a very good job of it they're really setting up the rules for their campaign donors and large corporations. And this is, this is a big problem. It's a problem because these large companies and Washington, particularly the large companies are what is controlling America. I think a a big decline with America in general is just on how a lot of these large businesses are, they're just taking over everything. And it really is causing a a problem. And it's been causing a problem for a long time. I mean, just look at the healthcare or the prescription drug industry and take a look at how America spends money on medication drugs and, and, and how much those are, how much they're becoming to buy them. I mean, it's really placing a lot of people's health in jeopardy simply because they can't afford the medications they need. America spends more on medication drugs, believe it or not, than other parts of the world, even though statistically many Americans take less of them than people in other parts of the world. So a lot of us take less prescription drugs compared to other places, but we pay a lot more for them. Part of the reason for this is the way things are set up with the drug manufacturers and the government. The drug manufacturers are basically contributing to 
a lot of these politicians in one way or the other, and they're buying their their influence and keeping their drug prices high. And the politicians, they're happy to do it because it, it's funding their political campaigns and their careers. Probably a big one that you really have to take a look at that I talked about in the last podcast is is Amazon. Now, I know everyone probably has purchased something on Amazon at one point or another, and it can certainly be very convenient to order off of there and in a couple of days get whatever you're ordering delivered. So it's not necessarily the overall business model that I really have a problem with when it comes to the decline in America, but it really is the political power that is increasing to an astronomical rate by Amazon. And it's not only the political power, but just the power it has to provide the news to people. I mean, Amazon, they purchased the Washington Post. So basically, Amazon is either just quickly increasing their reach on how it shapes people and how they think. And I really see this as a problem. And it's not just Amazon. There's a lot of other other businesses that are quite honestly just becoming too big. And it really is causing a, a lot of problems for the foreseeable future. And the only reason that this is allowed to happen is because the people that are supposedly enforcing the, the rules of markets... They're allowing this to happen. Now, just on a little side note, I, I find it I find it really kind of ironic and kind of laughable almost when I saw Jeff Bezos blast off into space with a rocket ship that looks very similar to a penis. I mean, if this isn't a big kind of F you to the public, I, I don't know what is. Now it certainly probably was not anything done on purpose. And it, you know, the, the rocket was probably built that way for the integrity of getting to space and whatnot. But at the same time, you couldn't have someone designing this and look at it and go, you know, the public's going to see this as a big penis. You know, there, there, there wasn't another way that they could build that rocket. And perception is a lot with a lot of businesses, but to be honest with you, when you really take a look at it, Amazon, they just didn't give a shit what their appearance is because they can basically do what they want and get away with it. Now, as I mentioned, a lot of these companies becoming too big, it's not just a problem with Amazon. Kind of get bad at getting back to the medical side of things is if you take a look at healthcare providers, they're also becoming very consolidated with very few options. You know, they're merging together. And this is also along with the, a lot of the larger banks. And thus they, they gain more control over how things are run. The basic truth is here, without much competition, a company can, they can charge the prices they want for anything and basically do what they want because there's nobody out there to to challenge them. And this is this is definitely caused some real problems in America. 
You know, when a lot of these small businesses died, a lot of competition has died along with them. And these large corporations that are now gaining political influence, they're all kind of running things. The political influence of concentrated economic power by large corporations, it really is a extremely big issue. You know, a big part of antitrust laws being created was to prevent large corporations from becoming too big and allowing them to have great political power. And this is exactly what's already happened, particularly with the big tech and media companies controlling the news and how we see it and, and how it's delivered. Now, when you look at a lot of these large corporations, some of the other kind of rules that have been put in place by politicians, I'll give you a good example here is the use of, of arbitration in when, you know, you have some type of legal action against the company. Arbitration clauses, I'll tell you, they have taken over in so many contracts for things. And most commonly, they're used in financial and telecom services. But now you'll see them in a lot more of other types of products and services. The government has allowed a lot of this to happen simply because they answer to these larger businesses. Although it's, you know, technically illegal to buy votes, it really is happening all the time. And if you don't see it, it's blatantly obvious. These large companies, these large corporations, they're funding the politicians in Washington. And those politicians have to turn around and basically give these companies what they want because it's the arrangement they have. That's when the, the rules are created in favor of the big companies. I'll tell you the arbitration clauses placed in a lot of contracts, it's really taken away the rights of consumers and them being able to really hold people accountable, to hold you know businesses and, and big corporations accountable. The real issue with this is you probably don't even realize it when, you know, electronically today you're signing up for a service or buying a product and you have to sign on the dotted line. And if you read the fine print, a lot of times there's arbitration clauses in there. And that's not like legally going to, to court for something. They have an arbitration panel that's usually made up of people within that industry. So it really... It's not favorable for the consumer. And the way these arbitration clauses and contracts have been allowed, it's really, you know, more and more, it's really just disgusting on how Washington has allowed all of this to occur. But again, it's in favor of the businesses that are able to use them. One of the thoughts I wanted to get back to from the last podcast I did on the degradation of America is... The subject of automobiles, because I, I did get a few kind of comments on how the cost of cars has gotten pretty much out of control. And for America and much of it that depends on, on an automobile for transportation, this is really going to cause an issue. I really started thinking about it as the cost of, of automobiles is becoming out of reach for so many people. Well, Technically, when you look at it, is what's happening is the banks are, you know, they're increasing their their loan terms to be able to buy, you know, a used car or a new car. 
And this is partly due to the costs, you know, getting so high. And so what does this mean in the future when a brand new Toyota Camry is $60,000 and nobody is making any more money? And I think the answer really will be the banks are just going to increase, you know, they're going to push out even farther how someone, how much someone can finance the, the period for, for an automobile. And how does this work out economically for Americans that need transportation when car payments are already leaving many people poor? I mean, if you really look at it, car payments, they're astronomical for so many people. Now, I will say that partly that's, you know, some people's own fault when they purchase a car and they take on a $800 a month car payment when technically they shouldn't be doing that and they can't afford it. There are plenty of those people, but there are people too that, you know, two or $300 a month for a used car, it's, it's a stretch. And the car payments are leaving a lot of people poor. So what does this mean in the future for, you know, the majority of people when the average cost for a new car starts to become, you know, $60,000, that's, you know, what the average person's making in a year. It just boggles my mind on what is occurring within the automobile industry. And to me, I, I understand that car manufacturers, they're, you know, they want to build the, the, the best and, and greatest and latest thing. So this means, you know, increased technology, which certainly does help with safety in a way. But I think some of these manufacturers need to scale back some of that convenience, not necessarily the safety part, but some of the convenience and gadgets to make automobiles more affordable to people that strictly, you know, they just need them for transportation to get back and forth to work. You know, you don't need the, the Bluetooth and all that that goes into it. I know for me personally that the car subject with the decline of America, it's, it's a big issue as I'm kind of in the market for a car right now. And honestly, I don't see the price going down anytime soon, but I don't want to pay that much. It's simply ridiculous for what you're getting, particularly when the cars made today, they're not that high quality from a build perspective. In the last podcast that I did on the degradation of America, I did mention how it seems fame is also causing a, a problem. And I really didn't get into that part. I didn't realize that uh, I, I just kind of ran out of time. So I did want to talk about that a little bit on this podcast. I really believe the fame problem with Americans is certainly a decline because America, along with its desire to accumulate wealth, there are so many people are looking for fame. And the problem this is, is it's increasingly causing more people to be selfish and self-centered. If this isn't a decline in Americans, I, I don't know what is. You know, social media is certainly making matters worse. They're making people less connected, less connected from their families, friends, and just values overall and a sense of morality and integrity. A place you can see a lot of this is with the growth of online pornography or, you know, looking to get noticed with social media. A lot of this is, I've personally noticed is 
really just dumbing down people, so to speak. There's so much nonsense that is making people extremely wealthy online. And all of this really should be somewhat of a, a cause for concern that a lot of people just don't seem to have. Now, I understand people should have the freedom to, you know, watch what they want, hear what they want. And the problem I really have with much of the degradation in America is how everything seems to revolve around profit. And again, it's probably always, you know, been this way. But today, I really think more so than ever, and integrity has certainly been lost. Decades ago, I really feel like there was somewhat of a limit on things, so to speak. There was a limit on what a company did when money was involved. They had the, the integrity to stop at some point if something wasn't right, even if it involved something with their profits. And today, this clearly, it's no longer the case. And a really good example of this that I can share here is, you know, tech companies clearly state that they don't endorse, you know, inappropriate content on their sites or, you know, blatant pornography or, and I realize again, interpretation is in the eye of the beholder here. Yet some things are, are just they're blatantly obvious, and it really is a contradiction to how these businesses are operating. And I'll give you an example here is a yoga video of a young girl barely dressed. Those videos don't get 500K views because of her great yoga teaching. However, you know, there's a, a popular video site that allows this. And I did some research on it. They're all over the place. So it really kind of brings into question the morality and the integrity of this being allowed. Underage girls barely dressed or suggestions of things that, you know, typically would not be allowed for ages under 18. They're in all kinds of sites that supposedly do not endorse it. And the answer here, you know, why do they allow it? Simply the money is too good that they're able to, that these businesses are able to make off of it. it. It's, you know, this stuff is blatantly staring at you in the face. And these companies always go on about how they're so, you know, morally right, or they're canceling people for political, moral, or integrity type things. And these companies just, you know, they do these things all the time. The problem with the cancel culture that I mentioned in the last video on the degradation of America is not only that it happens, but it likely happens as a convenience when someone needs to be removed for, for other reasons. People are not always canceled just because of their, you know, their political or moral views. Case in point, you know, if any company makes a ton of money off someone that the public or a political party has a problem with, then they're not canceled because of the amount of the amount of money they're bringing in. It's just too big. And I really think a lot of the cancel culture going on, you know, it, it's kind of just for the press. It's a big lie. It's a big piece of, of, of bullshit, basically. You know, these companies only cancel people when they're not getting, you know, a big amount of money off of this person then that's when they do it. Or when the 
the press that they get off of it is going to help them. The decline we're seeing in American society is really due to, to large corporations being consumed by greed and power. And the same thing can be said by the people in Washington. And, and this is more so than, than ever, I believe. You know, the last video I did, I got a comment about when I mentioned the, the John Gruden, the football coach thing that was on the news recently for getting fired because of his, his emails. And the comment said he was clearly racist in a lot of his emails that were leaked. And I completely agree with this. The problem I have is there are likely many others in the NFL that are just as bad when it comes to racism or talking about things inappropriately. And, and there's probably plenty of them that are just as bad or worse than John Gruden. And I'm not sticking up for the guy. Other people, you know, they're probably in the, in the league are also aware of others that are similar to John Gruden. Gruden wasn't let go because, you know, he said inappropriate comments and emails and because he's racist. That was used for a reason. He was let go because he likely pissed off the wrong person and his emails were used as the vehicle to basically get him out. And on top of that, if, you know, he wasn't bringing in something to the league that produced a ton of money, then basically they don't care. The same thing happens in all of corporate America. If your boss hates you and you do a good job, that boss will look for a way to get you fired, basically. They're going to make it happen. Now, if you're in sales, though, and let's say you bring in a lot of revenue to a company, you're likely fine. You can piss off anyone you want and likely get away with it. You can say what you want. Basically, even if you're an awful person, if you bring in a lot of money to an employer they are likely to turn the other way. And the same thing goes if, you know, there's some type of political or moral issue of some type. If it brings in a lot of money, they're more likely to turn the other way. And I can tell you, being in the financial industry for a number of years, I, I really saw a lot, of, a lot of this all the time. The brokerage firm that I worked for, they blatantly knew people that bent the law and might have even broken the law, but they let it slide basically as a cost of doing business. The cost of doing business in America, I believe has become, it's more tolerable. It doesn't matter if something is morally right or wrong or even on the legal side. It is, it's just a cost of doing business. The problem is, is the cost has gotten more tolerable. So has the decline of America. It seems some people are just becoming more tolerable of the ways, you know, the way things are. They're just dealing with it. Or in my opinion, they're more angry on the state of the way the country is. More people are losing faith in hard work and attaining the so-called American dream. In turn, they're doing everything they can to, to get ahead. And this even means for many of them stepping on or over everyone in their way. Now, some people that are listening to the podcast might say, well, it's kind of always been that way since the beginning of time. Well, I, I would somewhat agree with that, but 
I really think it's much worse today than it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. There's a reason that so many people in America today are on antidepressants or, or drugs of some kind. And it's not because people are just learning better ways on, on how to, to deal with it all, or they're learning more about, you know, depression and things like that. The truth is more people are increasingly, you know, they're having mental issues due to the state of America and society in general. The disconnection and struggles to survive are, you know, they're the real issues. When it comes to the degradation, the decline of America, there's clearly a decline going on for every class of life. I'm not just talking economically here. Middle and lower income families, you know, they're getting squeezed financially. Their cost of living keeps rising while wages are flat. Higher income families are pushing ahead by being able to afford higher education and investments that basically build a future for their family and generations they have to come. And this is all while the ultra wealthy keep accumulating more political power and influence over the majority of America. So everyone is kind of declining. You know, the lower income and middle income, it really is financially and morally with, you know, an integrity, you know, the higher income families, they're, they're pushing ahead and they're seeing that they have to basically be more selfish and step over people to keep where they are while the ultra wealthy, they're pushing everyone aside to gain more political and economic power. The real question I have when it comes to the degradation of America you know, the decline of the country, it's the same that I really had in the last podcast. And the question here is, when does it all finally implode? I don't think most of America is quite there yet, but I can tell you, it does seem like it's getting closer at a rapid rate. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast. Do you believe America is in decline? You can send any comments or questions directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. On the next podcast episode, I'll be giving my thoughts on current economic and political news. 